0: Good morning and welcome to Monday Mornings with Maddie and Morgan. I'm Maddie. And I'm Morgan. Hello and welcome back, everybody. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm good. (laughs) Uh, You know, not much to report. Uh, What is, oh, today is the 7th. My birthday is on Thursday. Everybody say happy birthday to me. Today is the 6th, by the way. Oh, well, when this comes out, I mean, comes <laughs> Oh, right, yeah. Seven. So, my brother, Raymond, just turned 18 on Friday. What a little baby. Welcome yeah, adulthood. And then my birthday is on Thursday, and I'm excited to have
1: to pay for my own health insurance. Yeah, that's a drag. I don't have to do that yet, <laughs> but I will this upcoming birthday. It's very rude. It's very rude. It's, it's very rude and very expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: like, I'm sorry, if I could, I would not have to go to the doctor, but sorry. I don't know.
1: I'm just trying to be a sustainable human, like, as in sustaining myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm literally just trying to be alive and, like, not have teeth fall out of my head and stuff like that, but...
1: We got a buttload of snow here this week. I'm very happy. Yeah? It's been so fluffy. First real powder day of the year. Oh, how was it? So good. I was so tired after like five runs. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because
1: we literally, the mountain literally got two feet of snow.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm so jealous. We got like straight up four inches of just like sleet.
1: Mm, Gross. The previous storm, we got nothing, so I was happy to have oh, sure, them sure. this time. But yeah, I'm a little sleepy today, so bear with me, but <laughs> today we get to talk about, well, this is Oscar Pistorius and Riva Steenkamp part dos. Please. The trial is what we're going to talk about today. <gasps> Couple of disclaimers right off the bat. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> And also, I read a lot of stuff that was very complicated, so I really tried to parse it down. You tried to meta-analysis it. (laughs) Yeah. And part three is that we're in South Africa for this, so their legal system is different than our legal system. Yeah. So... If you have questions, I probably can't answer them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No worries. It's fine. (laughs) So.
1: To to start us off, I'm going to give you a little overview of the crime. Just so we can pick up where we left off. Yeah. And rude. Yeah, true. At 3.20 a.m. on February 14th, 2013... Police showed up at Oscar Pistorius' house inside of his guarded and gated community in Pretoria, South Africa. Just minutes later, four shots rang out from the, from Pistorius' home, three of them hitting his girlfriend, Riva Steenkamp. One in the head, one in the hip, and one in the arm. So that's where he left off.
0: Yeah, and I saw that picture of the door. That's a thick door.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to put some crime scene photos on our Insta for this one. But I'll put, a, like, a warning before them because they're pretty graphic. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, like, a solid door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely a door you'd think you'd be safe from bullets.
1: Yeah. But. But. So, first things first, before we get into the mess of the trial, I do have a few important things that we should mention. That I should mention. First. We already know that. Oscar Pistorius shot Reva. Three times through the bathroom door. Adjoining his bedroom. Mm -hmm. That's not what the trial is questioning. The trial is about. Whether or not Reva's death. Was intentional and or premeditated. Yeah. Like there's no question that he shot her. Yeah. (laughs) It's whether
0: like he. Had malicious intent.
1: Right and he I mean he. So he admitted to shooting her and all that, so. Yeah. But just so things get don't get confusing, thought I'd mention that right off the bat. A little hard to deny that one when, <laughs> when you're the only two people there.
0: Yeah. Also, was this just, I don't know if you know this detail, was this
1: just his apartment or did they live together? They did not live together, but she was staying there. Okay. For a defined set of time. I don't remember how long like a couple of days or whatever.
0: Oh, okay. Because I remember they'd only been dating for 3 months and then I was like, yeah. "Wait, if they're living together, that's like really talks."
1: <laughs> right. So, second, South Africa doesn't use a jury system in their courts. Oh, the sole ruling is of the judge. The jury system was removed during the apartheid due to fear of racially fueled rulings because everything was racially fueled. Yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, I think we all know that South Africa has had a really turbulent history. It still remains a pretty violent place.
0: Yeah.
1: And robbery is common. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's ever listened
0: to Wine and Crime, uh kenyan is one of the girls who is in that and she was living in south africa for a good chunk up until recently she moved back to america so she talks a lot about that how her and her husband literally like googled which cars are like the most broken into and like hijacked and they like didn't get any of those cars
1: (laughs) yeah which is like partially why the intruder defense could potentially gain traction Yeah, because it's not uncommon there. Right. That being said, the house and, like, gated community that he lived in did appear to be pretty secure. The judge assigned to this case was Thokuzil Masipa. (laughs) I had to look at how to to pronounce it. I don't even know if that's right, but I'm not going to use her name again. No offense to her. (laughs) Yeah, but no, I, like, I mean I feel like it would be more offensive if I mispronounced it every single time I tried to use it. So Yeah, that's I can't pronounce anything. Do you see this cat
0: right now? <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought she was gonna lay down right there. <laughs> no, she normally just sits there because it's what she does when she doesn't want to be held, but I picked her up so she just crawled there. But you can sit there, please. Um, I wasn't laughing at her name. I was laughing at
1: just how hard that must be to pronounce. <laughs> yeah. I struggled. No. I even wrote it out phonetically, and I was still like, ah. <laughs>
0: it's very hard, and I never want to mess up other people's names.
1: Great, right. You just Especially feel that. when they're not present to ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she's the judge, and she appointed two assistants under her that kind of... Help advise her on the verdict of the hearing, but it's not a jury system. Hmm. All right, let's get into it. Woo. First things first, there was a bail hearing on February 19th, 2013. So just five days after mm-hmm. the event in front of the chief magistrate of Pretoria, which based on what I read is kind of like the attorney general situation. yeah. Um, he was charged with, or Oscar was charged with a schedule six offense, which includes things like premeditated murder basically, all your felonies. Oh, fun. Yep, serious stuff. Not good. <laughs> and it's very boy, rare though. that someone being charged with a schedule six offense would be released on bail. Is he the released process- on bail? What the fuck guys? It's complicated. <laughs> I'll sh- I'll tell you. Okay. The prosecution argued that Pastorius should be held in custody because he could be a flight risk. Mhm. And the defense argued that he was indeed not a flight risk and should be released on bail. At the end of the 4-day long bail hearing, what the that's usually like a one day thing. It's not even like a whole day. It's like an hour thing. Yeah. The chief magistrate ruled that Pistorius be released on bail that was equivalent to $113,000 US dollars. Um, okay. <laughs> so he got to go home and then he came back for the trial. And the trial began on March 3rd, 2014, a little over a year after Reva's death. However, before the trial even started, there was a dramatic twist that was discovered. Another dramatic twist. Great, great. What could it be? (laughs) It was disclosed that the senior detective that was assigned to the case, Hilton Botha, was facing charges of attempted murder himself. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I wish I was kidding you. What? In 2011, Botha, along with two other officers, was accused of firing at a taxi with seven passengers inside during a drunken incident. What? Not surprisingly, the case had been dropped but was reinstated on the 4th of February, ten days before Pistorius shot Steenkamp. Yeah, So that's not super relevant other than the fact that they switched main detectives at some point. Yeah. But there was a lot of discussion in some things about basically the police mishandling the Mm. crime scene. Yeah. So um, that wasn't really corroborated a lot of other places so I didn't really go into it. Like, lots of crimes like this, like, very high-profile stuff. There's so many details that could be included. Yeah. Like, they covered, like, his last, like, four ex-girlfriends. I'm like, I'm not going to include that on this podcast. (laughs) Nobody cares. Yeah.
0: It's something they use just to, like, create a pattern and show, like, oh, either he's never done this type of thing or, oh, yeah, he's, like, abusive and blah, blah, blah. Right.
1: And like I said last week, his exes had very different, like, differing opinions of him. So. Yeah. It was weird. Oh, and correction from last week. Reva, I remember she went into the bathroom with her phone at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Two things I forgot to mention about that. I know I mentioned she was dressed, but she was like dressed to leave, like had straight oh. on. Which I didn't realize at the time. Interesting. And also, the bathroom door was locked. Okay. Which is, remember, he broke it down with a cricket bat after he shot through? Yeah. So if you are stumbling up in the middle of the night. To the bathroom. A. You're probably not going to bring your phone. <laughs> B. Yeah. You're probably not going to be dressed in your street clothes. Yeah. So she was trying. And C. You're probably not going to lock the door. No. So.
0: Jeez. I don't know. Yeah. Because like I take my phone. But I use it just as a flashlight. Right. Me too. But. I'm, I
1: usually don't get fully dressed.
0: At 3 in the morning to go to the bathroom?
1: Nope, me neither.
0: Especially on Valentine's Day when I'm, like, if you're at your partner's place, you usually don't get up at 3 a.m.
1: Sweet. Right, and he said something about, like, they were in bed, in the bedroom by, like, 10, and she did yoga, and he was watching TV. So, I'd venture to guess she was probably sweaty and showered and, like, in pajamas and then changed into her street yeah. First, we're going to talk about the prosecution. And most of this came from Wikipedia. They did a really good job of summarizing everything. And, like I said, a lot of the stuff I read and listened to was super detailed. <laughs> yeah. So, which is good. Just for this purpose, it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. All right. So, our prosecutor was Jerry Neal. Ooh. Chief Prosecutor Jerry Neal-, Neal claimed the killing was premeditated mm. and that Pistorius shot Steenkamp deliberately after they had an argument. I also believe that. At the trial, he said, quote, you fired four shots through the door whilst knowing that she was standing behind the door, end quote. At the trial, pathologist Gert Seyman Ooh. said Steenkamp was shot in the head, pelvis and arm. With black talon ammunition. He said that these particular bullets open up to a petal-like shape on impact and were designed to cause maximum damage. Oh. Yeah. Again,
0: things like that just shouldn't exist.
1: It's all bad. Just weird. Just weird. Neil said that the killing was premeditated based on contested testimony by those who live nearby that they heard an argument and a woman screaming prior to shots being fired. Jeez. The defense argued that the screaming all came from Pistorius. (laughs) So not only are they saying,
0: oh, no, 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 it wasn't her, it was him. Now they're saying, this guy screams like a little
1: woman. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) Okay. 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 whether the witness whether what the witnesses heard were gunshots or the wax of the cricket bat breaking down the door afterwards was also contested. Concerned I'm... about the claim of premeditation, the presiding magistrate asked Neil why Pistorius hadn't staged a break-in to make his story look more believable.
0: Valid question.
1: Yeah. Neil replied, quote, he planned it that night when she locked herself in the bathroom." End quote. Yeah. In his closing arguments, Neil claimed that Pistorius concocted a, quote, snowball of lies, end quote, demanding that Pistorius face consequences for his actions. I demand this, too. Me, too. I would like to mention that he brought the entire bathroom door into the courtroom. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you gotta make a point. (laughs) There's pictures of it. It looks pretty funny (laughs) because they had to like build a thing for it to stand in. (laughs) Oh my god! Interesting. One of their other arguments that I will cover more later, but Oscar did previously have two instances of quote accidentally shooting his pistol in public places. Excuse me. Yep. Excuse me. Once in a restaurant. And once out of the sunroof of a car. No! Why are you holding your gun out of the sunroof of a car? And he didn't take responsibility for either instance. Bro,
0: whose fault is it then?
1: Yeah, right. The restaurant one—he made his friend like take the the blame for it.
0: That's fucked.
1: But anywho,
0: a little rude. Sounds like a bad friend. Yep. Agreed. Oscar. Awesome. <laughs> Not the other friend. The other friend probably (laughs) isn't a good friend either for letting that happen, but. Interesting. Maybe, like, don't uh, wave your gun out the roof of a car and maybe, like, I don't know. (laughs) Don't
1: play with your gun in a restaurant. Maybe just don't. I mean, in both of those instances, why would you need to have your pistol with you? Exactly. So.
0: Maybe don't dine in rough places if you're really not afraid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, teach their own. But personally, I don't bring any guns with me when I go to dinner.
1: <laughs> me neither. But. <laughs> so the defense advocate was named Barry Roo, And Pistorius' defense was that by shooting at what he believed to be an intruder. He believed he was acting in self-defense. He had no intention or motive. To, to kill Steenkamp. Pistorius' defense. However. Or er, therefore. Amounted to a claim that he did not intend. To act unlawfully. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But.
0: I don't know. I like. Obviously, I don't believe him. Me neither. (laughs) He didn't intend to act
1: unlawfully. I I mean... I didn't intend to kill my girlfriend. Rue was arguing that if the killing of Steenkamp was unintentional, under South African law, he should not be found guilty of murder. Yeah. The court then had to consider whether firing the shots was something that a reasonable person in his circumstances, would have done. Mm. If the court concluded that this was a reasonable mistake, it would convict him of culpable homicide. Which, which I'm assuming is like manslaughter in the U.S.? Yeah, yeah, it's defined in South African criminal law as the negligent, unlawful killing of another human being. Roughly the equivalent to the concept of manslaughter in other jurisdictions.
0: I'm so smart, guys. I'm basically... So a smart! <laughs> Very interesting, I mean, I feel like in that situation, personally, I don't want to kill anybody, even if they have broken into my home. I feel like if you think that there's somebody on the other side of a closed door, I don't know, I would be too afraid to just shoot through the door blindly, because what if you miss and then they open the door and shoot you? Right. Or, I don't know, like, you're better off just sitting there quietly and getting them by surprise when they open the door.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's just me, personally. Or, like, let them stay in there and call the police. Yeah. Just saying. I
0: don't know, especially, like, If this was an actual intruder situation and there is somebody in the bathroom, it's 3 a.m. They're going to assume that you're still sleeping. So you could easily call the cops and, like, just be very quiet and hope that they get there fast. And I don't
1: know. know. I'm not going to rationalize this man's crime. (laughs) No, it's a mess. The defense also challenged the state's timing of the fatal shots, disputing allegations that they occurred after an argument. The state claimed that the shots occurred at 3:17 a.m. Rue said the noises were heard at the time heard at that time were made by Pistorius as he smashed open the toilet door with a cricket bat. The shots were fired earlier, which meant that the screams heard by witnesses before 3:17 a.m. were made by Pistorius calling for help. To clarify, this is all what the defense is saying. It doesn't mean that it's fact. Okay. I was going to say I feel like
0: gunshots are, like, shorter, but considerably more loud than a cricket bat. Yeah. I
1: don't know.
0: Or louder than calling for help, at least.
1: <laughs> right. The but. defense also argued that the screams could not have been made by Steen Camp because she was already fatally wounded. Based on the fact that they were saying that the shots were fired earlier. The defense closed its case on July 8th and Barry Rue stated that the timeline of events laid out by the defense proves that Pistorius's story is true. And that Pistorius should have only ever faced culpable homicide charges, not murder.
0: Nah.
1: He protested, quote, we were unable to call a number of witnesses because they refused and didn't want their voices Heard all over the world. End quote. Can't okay. blame him for that one. No. <laughs> Don't get me involved. <laughs> I get it. As expected, there are many points of contention between the prosecution and defense. And we'll cover a couple of those now. Ooh. So the first one being whether or not he was wearing his prosthetic legs. Yeah. Yeah. The defense claims that he was not, and the prosecution claims that he was. Um, the nature of the relationship between Oscar and Riva, mm-hmm. Mostly, like, temperament-wise. Yeah. There were text messages that were used as evidence that may have indicated jealousy or possessiveness. And there were claims of previously hearing arguing from the House. So, and obviously the defense claimed that none of that happened, so. Yeah. Love that you can just
0: claim whatever. Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Oh, they never had anything but love in their relationship.
0: Bullshit. Oh, no, that wasn't fighting.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm not a jealous guy. Not a jealous guy. hmm. The next being Pistorius' mental state. Hmm. During the trial, he was Extremely dramatic. Oh, great! With displays of crying, howling, and even vomiting.
0: That's really helpful for her parents or family that are like actually yeah. trying to get answers and grieve. Yeah. It's always good when you just like basically disrespect somebody that way. It's the best.
1: Cute. The prosecution claims that his dramatics were to gain sympathy from the judge, and and the defense said that. His actions show deep grief and remorse. Sure. 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 I think he's a big old, old liar and actor. hmm So, really quick
0: question. Yes, yes. With these points of contest, contention, or whatever the word is, are you going to go uh, more into detail about these? Okay, because I was just wondering about the... Stuff with whether he had his prosthetics on or not. I yes. f- like, is that why they were so invested in the door? Because they needed to see like angles and direction of being shot.
1: Yes, they did in the courtroom make him like stand in front yeah. of the door with his prosthetics on and in front of the door without his prosthetics on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. to try that, but yeah, there was a ton of, I mean, this trial was, like, months long, so oh, yeah, there was a ton of stuff like that.
0: Great. Yeah, no, I figured that because if that's one of the, like, issues that they're bringing up, and, I mean, it would be potentially an easy way to tell, like, right. the angle of whether they're coming from lower or, like,
1: more direct. Right. Too. He also went through a psych, Ugh. a psychi- psychiatric, psychiatric, mm-hmm. <laughs> and psychological assessment by two different experts. One chosen by the prosecution, one chosen by the defense. Um, both had similar responses, saying that he was anxious, depressed, and had PTSD. Not a surprise. Yeah. And given his disability, the psychiatrist argued that Pistorius was more likely to respond to any threat with fight rather than flight.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. he's a superstar runner, flight would make sense. <laughs> right, he's a good flyer. But I, I understand the psychiatrist's thought. Right. <laughs> if it were any other person.
1: The evaluation also found that Pistorius was not mentally incapacita- incapacitated to the extent where he could not tell right from wrong. So yeah. that was also an argument from the defense, is that he was too distraught to think, too afraid of intruders to think clearly. Ugh. Um. The next was his love of guns and the two previous incidences, which we kind of talked about already.
0: Well, those are really great
1: <laughs> Yeah, right
0: <laughs> examples of how poorly he uses like weapons and
1: Right. And it shows um immediate impulsive decisions when he's angry. Mm-hmm.
0: So And making his friend take the blame. He also isn't really great at taking responsibility for his actions. Exactly.
1: So there is a Dateline episode about this. I couldn't find it anywhere except for the podcast version of Dateline. Mm. Strongly recommend though because they were, did a very good job talking about all this stuff. Ooh, but trials are boring. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted
0: to go yeah. through the highlights. <laughs> oh yeah, when I went through the Whitey Bulger one, it was a lot of
1: what. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Verdict and sentencing. On September eleventh, twenty fourteen, the judge dismissed much much of the state's circumstantial evidence while also describing Pistorius as a quote, very poor witness. Yeah. She said that the state had not proved beyond a reasonable doubt that Pistorius was guilty of premeditated murder, and also accepting that he quote did not subjectively foresee this as a possibility. That he would kill a person behind the door, let alone the deceased, as she thought he was she as he thought she was in the bedroom.
0: So the judges called him stupid.
1: Yes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> we already knew that. Got However, Myspa also said that a reasonable person in the same circumstances would have foreseen the possibility that if he fired four shots, whoever was behind the toilet door might be struck and die as a result. Yeah. She said that Pistorius failed to take any steps to avoid the death, acted too hastily and used excessive force, and that his actions were clearly negligent. Yes. On September 12th, the judge found Pistorius not guilty of murder. Oh. but guilty of culpable homicide. Okay. Of Steen Camp and guilty of reckless endangerment with a firearm at a restaurant in a separate incident. Good. He was found not guilty of all the charges relating to discharging a firearm through the sunroof of a car and illegal possession of ammunition. <laughs> the trial was adjourned until the 13th of October. First sentencing. And Pistorius was granted an extension of his bail. So. Okay. They went to sentencing. He was sentenced to. Five years in prison. Uh huh. And after serving. I think it was a month or two. In prison. He was released on parole. In August 2015. The fuck? Yep. In October 2014, the spokesperson for the prosecution made it known that they were planning to launch an appeal against both the verdict and the sentence. Okay. In December 2015, the Supreme Court of the Appeal overturned the culpable homicide verdict and found Pistorius guilty of murder. Oh. Believing that Pistorius should have known that firing his gun would have killed whatever or whoever was behind the door regardless of who he thought it was. Understandable. In July 2016 was his next sentencing, and the judge sentenced Pistorius to six years in prison for murder. What the fuck? <laughs> Although the prosecution call, has called for 15 years, the, the minimum prison sentence in South Africa for murder.
0: Yeah.
1: To clarify, this is the same judge the whole time i feel like they should have changed judges for you're typically i mean like in the u.s you're supposed to change the judge for an appeal yeah in the u.s you also can't
0: the prosecution usually doesn't appeal right and then that's part of the whole not a jury system thing yeah and then once you appeal you also can't appeal and then get charged with something else in that same moment because you need to get retried Right.
1: Uh, interesting okay (laughs) yep so like I said although the prosecution has called for 15 years which is the minimum prison sentence in South Africa for murder the judge argued that Pistorius had already served 12 months in prison for the culpable homicide conviction and was remorseful for killing for his killing that doesn't mean anything yeah that's one year
0: they're saying 15. Okay, send them back for 14 then, weirdos. The
1: South African Supreme Court of Appeals added nine years to his sentence. So now he's at... So in addition to the six that he got charged oh, okay. with for murder for a total of 15 years. There we go. Following a government appeal. Mm-hmm. Pistorius will be eligible for parole in 2023. Next ah! Next year. Of course, he and his defense team appealed the ruling, but the Constitutional Court dismissed his request for leave to appeal in March 2018. Good. And that is our story.
0: Wow, we. Yeah. That was a roller coaster of a trial. I know. Honestly, kind of like it that you can get uh, appealed and <laughs> resentenced all in one thing. It's interesting. Definitely saves the taxpayers some money.
1: That is true. (laughs) Not sure how fair it is all the time, but... (laughs) Yeah. I don't know about that one, but... But I think we can both concur that it's pretty clear that they had an argument and she ran into the bathroom and he shot through the door.
0: Yeah. So fuck this guy. They should take away any medals he has. I agree. In the face,
1: I did learn to answer your question from last week that in his event at the Olympics, you're right, he did come in dead last. So yeah, I think there's that.
0: <laughs> I I remember after uh, my friend's dad was like, oh, he's gonna do so much better than everybody else because he has like an advantage with those like prosthetics, blah blah blah. And then when he came in dead last, we were like, really? He- yeah. He obviously like <laughs> didn't work out. He didn't. He didn't have robo legs and beat everybody like you thought. Right.
1: He's not Inspector Gadget. No. <laughs> that would <laughs> be what been more. Was, fun. Though. Yeah. But you all know the deal. As always, stay tuned next Monday and every Monday for new episodes.
0: You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you are currently listening. We're on Instagram at Monday Mornings Pod and at Twitter at
1: Monday Mornings P.
0: If you have questions or topics that you'd like to have covered in a future episode, you can DM us on either of those social media platforms, or you can also email us at MondayMorningspod at gmail.com.
1: If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us on iTunes and rate us on Spotify.
0: Yes, please. And start your Monday mornings the right way with Maddie and Morgan. Bye! Bye-bye!